One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sunny. I am here with my co-host, Giant Skyhawk. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good, although today uh, my name is actually not Giant Skyhawk. It's Giant Sunburn. Uh, I was at a folk music Oof. festival, and my uh, my my elbow is a little bit burnt, uh, as are my thighs. So uh, I'm gonna take the L, and I'm ready to record. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I'm Giant Live Hawk because we are live ah. on Twitch.tv/slash Sunny Top Cut Podcast. Uh, we don't do this very often, but we're gonna try to do it a lot more often. So if you want to be a part of our Twitch live streams and potentially see episodes live and maybe even some tournaments. Be sure to go to twitch.tv slash sunnytopcutpodcast to get those streams. Now, of course, let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful supporters. So a huge thank you to all of our patrons over on patreon.com. There's a link to that down below. The $5 and up tier gets an extra podcast episode every week and the one dollar up tier you get your name in the end of the podcast so of course we also want to thank our sponsors etb games and steel fox games and of course we want to thank dragon shield gem accessories tcg player and tears our games we have affiliate links to all of those down below uh i want to say gem accessories and tears our games you actually get a discount when you buy through our link and then tcg player and dragon shield is just an affiliate link we get a kickback on teespring we do have a t-shirt and sweaty sweat sweaty sweatshirt hoodie design on there you can find and of course be sure to join our discord follow us on twitter for the live updates and of course check out us check us out on apple and spotify if you're on youtube and if you're on youtube check us or if you're on apple and spotify check us out on youtube so with that said why don't we go ahead and actually like get into some so, content we can do that uh, i do just have I, I do have one quick point about the uh, the intro there is that um 
earlier today, actually, oh, on my way to the festival, I would have been a giant drive hawk. That's all. Continue. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. On your way home, you also would have been giant drive hawk. I would have been giant by hawk, actually, because I would have been saying bye to <laughs> Oh, no. That was too fast. You did that too Aha! fast. I wish you had. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you say we go ahead and get on to some content here? I do want to lead in with something that is only for the people that are watching us live and our viewers on YouTube. I want to show off some of the things that I have picked up. I picked up all of these things except for the last couple that I'm going to show you. I picked them all up at the regional over the weekend mm-hmm. that I went to. Uh, I went to the Dallas-Fort Worth Regional. Picked up almost all of this from A&H Games there. And the regional was hosted by Epic Games. There was a third vendor there that I don't remember the name of and don't want to say the name of because I didn't like the way they operated. But uh, I did I did uh, goose them, so it's okay. Hold on. Um, uh, just to, 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 to pipe in here for a second. Just to be clear, this is not the Epic Games. This is just a store called Epic Games. Like Epic Games, like Fortnite. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> this is E P I K, not E P I C. Okay, all right. That would just, be crazy. I just, I, I, I knew it was not. I just wanted to check <laughs> to know. Yeah. So, although again, would be crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first thing I want to show off is, uh, I will say these are pretty much all Edison pickups. So I love to. The, to play Ancient Gear Machina in Edison format. So I picked up two copies of Ultimate Ancient Gear Golem. I play three in the deck because it is a... It's just a good card that you can play in the deck and you have extra deck space. I had one Unlim, uh, but they had some firsts. So I picked up I picked up a couple of firsts. Um, now you got the set. I also... I only play two copies of Ancient Gear Beast. They just happen to have two Unlim copies of Ancient Gear Beast Ultimate Rare. Um... And these are not bad. These are only like ten bucks. So that actually looks. Really I mean, nice, I played yeah. two. They had to. I had to get them. Uh, also picked up an ancient gear golem, ultra rare unlim, not ulti ultra, uh, but those I it's like pulling crazy. it out the deck. Yeah, that's those one of my chase cards. Yeah. Um, I also like to play the Gemini deck a lot. So while I was there, happened to catch these. They had two of them for thirty dollars, and they had. One of them for $15 because they called it mod play, but it really looks light play. But regardless, these Blazing Butterfly ultis are just absolutely beautiful. Again, I only play two, but they had three, and one of them was a lot cheaper. So I got I just went ahead and got all of them. Nice. Uh, even though you can't tell that it's light play. Um, the next thing is a deck that I wanted to play, but I haven't been able to because I can't justify it. Until I saw these. I've been wanting to play the Phoenixian Cluster Amaryllis Burn ever since ah. I got scraped at YCS London. Shout out to I was uh, able Shout out shout out to Caitlin. <laughs> shout out. Absolutely. I was able to pick up one copy of Amaryllis at London. The issue is it's mod play and it's unlim and it's German. All of which are problems for me. So I wanted English copies. Preferably near mint, preferably first ed. But at the end of the day, I really just wanted English because this is a card that not everybody just like knows the effect of this is this is not Sangan. Everybody doesn't just know the effect of this card. So I walked up to a vendor and I happened to see they had two copies of Phoenixian Cluster Amaryllis. Now, a lot of people are gonna say, wow, that's crazy. That's a lot of money. But 
the reason is, so Phoenixian Cluster Amaryllis got the burn deck got top four at the Nationals Time Wizard yep. event. Mm -hmm. And when it did, the card went from $15 to $50. So near mint first ads are currently $48 on TCG Player. But the vendor had them marked wrong. And I got them for $15 each. And I traded three super rare max C's for them. So, you know, Ooh. it worked admitting, out. Admitting. I tried to get something else from that vendor. And when they went to go pull trades out of my binder, they pulled out two-thirds of my binder, priced everything 50 cents or to 25 cents, and then tried to do that. And I said, no, you're, I, I'm good. These are all like $4 and $5 cards. Uh, so I just... I didn't feel bad anymore. So we take we yeah, take W's I, where we can get them, and I mean for them, yeah. they probably still made money on that. So I feel like probably I, yeah. I feel like there's no there's not really much of an L here. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I've got here is something that was not actually a regional pickup. It's just something I'm extremely happy to have. This goes into what I was saying earlier with uh, Gate Guardian being a an all time thing for me. Um, the Bandai Gate Guardian is my chase card. It's my white whale. But a friend of mine at Locals actually gifted these to me, which is extremely generous of him because they are not exactly what I would call cheap. But um, he gifted me the set of Bandai Gate Guardian Guardians. pieces. For those who are unaware, Sonny is the OG Gate Guardian uh, dingus. Uh, there's a reason that uh, Sunny asked for Gate Guardian support probably like nine months before it got revealed. A year, it was like, over a year. It's like a, <laughs> it's a, those are really, really pretty. That's actually so sick. Yeah, I'm hey, super, super happy. Hey, that's uh, someday Gate Guardian is going to join those. You should put those in a frame. Actually, that would be kind of sick. No, I can't do that. Not until I have the Gate Guardian for it too. Yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm I'm really sad though. Because the Gate Guardian pieces, or the Gate Guardian that I could have acquired at the event, it was mint, uh, just about. It had one mm. slight little indent in one of the corners. Not like an indention on the surface, but like the corner was a little bit smushed almost. Yep. But it was a beautiful card. And when I say it was just a little bit, it was such good condition. Uh, they actually they had it in a pile of cards that was not even in the display case because it's not a Konami product. Obviously, it's not a real Yu. It's not you know it's not a real Yu-Gi-Oh card. They can't sell it. Not actually. a real Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> yeah, they were unaware that it was not allowed to be sold at Konami events, and so somebody told them to pull it out of their case. That's hilarious. Uh, they actually had it at Nationals. They went. They vended at Nationals, and that somebody at Nationals told them to pull it out of their case. But I'd seen it at the previous regional that. So they were at the last regional vending. I saw it there, wanted it, didn't get it. They were at nationals. They didn't get rid of it at nationals. Okay. And they were they were told to pull it out the case. <laughs> this time they accidentally left it in their stuff, but it was in a pile of cards to be sent off to be graded. Okay. So we we have to we have to pause here for a second. Two things to address real quickly from the chat. Firstly, hello Gold Nova. Uh, Hi, no, Gold Nova. No, the second one. It looks like he's just chugging down wine. Uh, I already addressed that higher up. Oh, you did. Mm -hmm. I, I might have missed this, but okay, this is not wine. This is this is this is lemon sparkling water. It's 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 President's Choice. I got it at the superstore. Shut up. I got it. <laughs> that is all right. That's so now wild. now that you've 
Now that you've addressed the lack of alcohol in your system. <laughs> no, it, it was it was a good regional. I had a good time. Uh, I didn't play, but I had a good time. So Nice. Oh, did you just decide not to enter? Was it one of the... Yeah, I actually, I got there and I, I was like, hmm, I worked all day yesterday. I haven't, I have not slept more than five and a half hours all week. And I am currently running on like two and a half hours of sleep. I got up at three o'clock in the morning to drive here and I don't feel like playing. I just don't feel like it. So I just didn't, but I, I played the Time Wizard event and um, I was playing Black Wings. Oh, by the way, we need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um okay. Because it's actually extremely important for anybody playing Edison that doesn't know. Um, they changed the ruling for Blackwing Sirocco the Dawn. It no longer works the way it has literally the entire time the card has been out. Um, they changed the ruling. So in, in specifically March of 2010, Blackwing Sirocco the Dawn's attack gain is permanent. And it stacks because it doesn't say original attack. So what this means is when you go in and summon Sirocco, you go uh, activate Black Whirlwind, normal summon Sirocco, trigger Black Whirlwind, search Bora, use special Bora, you make Bora gain the attack. So Bora goes to 37, you attack, and then your next turn, it is still 37. It has always reduced. Ever since the card was released. But somebody at Nationals had an original copy of the card. And the very first printing in Crimson Crisis, the printing reads that it, it doesn't say until the end of turn anywhere on the card. But that was the original intention that it said until the end of turn. So because it doesn't say it, and it did not actually get errated. Until, until sometime after Edison's time. Until line. June of 2010. Which is not, which is after the cutoff date for Edison. Right. Even though that entire time that the card was being played in Edison format, it was until the end of the turn. Because it was ruled that way because they knew that it was wrong. But it was trans, it was a translation error, if I'm not mistaken. So they ruled it that it was once per turn at that time. But now they're going back and retroactively re-ruling something 13 years in the past so now blackwing sirocco the dawn is permanent they ruled it that What's way at their... nationals we asked them here and they agreed that that would be it which is crazy so i swapped to black wings at the last minute i played black wings and game three my opponent normal summon consecrated light and then three turns later normal summon arc lord christia and i was not having a good time <laughs> i love that consecrated light is a real side card that's so sick it actually that actually that actually card actually screws Black Wings. I don't know how you beat that. Oh, uh, I I brain controlled Arclord Christia. Okay. I ran over Consecrated Light yep. and then I attributed Christia for Sirocco. That's wild. Yeah, and then Con and then Christia went back to the top of his deck per Christia. Oh, and I had him under Light Imprisoning Mirror when this happened. Mm. But then Christia went back to the top of the deck because it's not an activated effect. And then That's crazy. Okay. He drew Christia for turn, and then I couldn't get through, and then he killed me with Christia a few turns later. Wild. So it was it was it was a day. Well, and yes, you're right. I'm not going to accept that Susu was bad. It just got second place in Worlds. It's not bad. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, it's wild that they'd go back that and and reroll that. I guess I feel like 
you would take the rulings. When you have judges, judges judging are... events that when you have judges judging these events that were not playing Yu-Gi-Oh and not judging at the time that the, this happened, oh, they wouldn't. These they wouldn't have, change. They wouldn't have the history of it was ruled this way right. by the judges at the time. They would just have the text of the card as it was at that time. That is correct. I love people. <laughs> it's such a fascinating thing. Okay. Uh, well, this is this is uh, away from Sunny's regional experience. I did want to bring up a quick correction uh, from the last episode that somebody uh, mentioned in the chat. Uh, yes, the in the last episode, I said that uh, Pendulum Monsters are continuous spells, and that's a little bit wrong. Uh, so uh, Sunny was very happy that I said something incorrect on the podcast for once. Uh, <laughs> if you join our Discord, you can go see that message. Uh, but... The pendulum monsters are, that when they're in the pendulum scales are treated as continuous spells, but they are still monster cards. Importantly, most of the time this distinction doesn't matter because most cards that interact with monsters in the form of removal say like monsters your opponent controls or a monster on the field. And in this case, it's not a monster on the field, even if it's in the pendulum scale. However, there are a few cards that do interact with them. Uh, DDD... Uh, Divine Deus King Machinex. I got the name wrong. It's Machinex. Um, Machinex specifically okay. says monster card that it can like suck in under. So D- Machinex can take your opponent's pendulum scale because it says it, it is still a monster card while it is in the pendulum scale. So the the correction is that it's not it isn't a continuous spell it is treated as a continuous spell while it is also a monster card but it's not a monster on the field Got i it. love you i love yukio that's that's all yukio yeah. love it uh i guess at, next up there's the piece of news about uh valiant smashers uh so uh, there is indeed a piece of news oh wait go ahead before that uh the other thing that i wanted to talk about so Okay. This this made the rounds on Twitter. For those of you who do not know, there is an account called Yu-Gi-Oh Cards, but made by an AI. And somebody requested that this AI make a Fluffle card. So they made Fluffle Bear. I'm going to read you the text of this card, and you can tell me what's wrong with it. Uh, so this is Fluffle Bear. It's a level 6 light synchro. Uh, 1900 attack, 1000 defense. And it's a fairy synchro effect. Its materials are... One light fairy monster plus one non-tuner monsters. So you do not need a tuner to make this. Um, when this card is nice. synch- when this card is synchro summoned, you can target one face-up spell or trap your opponent controls, destroy it, and if you do, you can special summon one funny pal monster from your deck or extra deck, ignoring its summoning conditions. Once while this I card is in all the summoning conditions of all the funny pals. Yeah. Once while this card is in your pendulum zone. When your Funny Pal or Edge Impact monster is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon this card in face-up defense position. While you control a Funny Pal or Edge Impactal monster, this card gains 300 attack for each fluff counter on the field. You can only use this effect of Fluffle Bear once per turn. I uh, I am now a Funny Pal player, and uh, I'm summoning Edge Impactals from the extra deck. That's all. What I'm wondering is, do the funny pals get to? Uh, do, are they also pendulums? Uh, this is not a pendulum monster. It's just a synchro That's that crazy. you have to somehow get into the pendulum scale. But they're funny pals. Is they're, what I, uh... they're, they're funny pals. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm putting all these cards up that I pulled out because I don't want to have to put them up later. That's valid. All right. 
I am now going to pull up the press release for Valiant Smashers. Uh, there's a couple of... This is giving me psychic damage. Thank you, Nova. I, I appreciate your... If you if you stick around for the patron names, it, there will be more psychic damage. True. Uh, <laughs> truly. Truly. So, uh, the one piece of news that we have for TCG is that we have Valiant Smashers. Uh, we've got official details. Uh, its release date is the 17th of November, 2023. Notably, this is interesting because it's pretty close to the Rarity Collection. Uh, so we'll be getting this probably like within two weeks of that set, maybe even less time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we need to read the, the whole description. It, it's just, it's the three decks. We know what the three decks are now. It's Centurion, Memento, and the, uh, the, 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 the fairy pendulum deck with the very, nah, cool we're reading artwork. the whole description, buddy. We don't have a full episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, would you like to, would you like to read the description for the people then, Sonny? It gets the people going. Okay, I'm listening. Let's go. <laughs> Take to the front lines and lead an all-out attack against your opponent with three new themes from Valiant Smashers. They belong in a museum, but instead of the monsters of yesteryear rise again. But instead, the monsters of yesteryear rise again. Ah, I messed it up. And more powerful than ever, thanks to the netherworld realm of Mementolon. Mementolon? Yeah, Mementolon. Mementolon? I don't know. That That's... I hate pronouncing new things. Send a never-ending army of monsters to wear down your foes. Then recycle the pieces to summon the new 5,000 attack level 11 boss monster. Tekulika? 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 Surely it's Tekulika. What is it? Yeah, what he said. Tekulika. Okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> good work. <laughs> that word, that one's messing me up. I, I'm I'm not used to the H before the T. I'm used to it being T H, not H T. Okay, we can just we can call what? the we can call the big guy Teku. Teku, I like that. What do two bright wait? What do two brilliant knights do in their spare time? Build a magical mecha golem warbot, of course. Deploy, prepare, upgrade with this unique combo attack deck that can play its monsters right from the deck as continuous traps, then summon them from there to the monster zone. That seems fair. Build up to an awesome level 12 synchro monster that draws you a card and destroys your opponent's strongest monster. Again, feels fair. Explore the secrets of the mysterious glass instrument. Is it a gift from up above or a curse from down below? This pendulum and link strategy gives you a non-stop series of split decisions. Will you choose light or dark, healing or harm? And is everything as it first appeared to be? The Valiant Smashers booster set contains 60 cards, 10 ultra rares, 15 super rares, and 35 rares. 15 cards in the set are also available as collector's rares. Three cards in the set are also available as quarter century secret rares. Each booster pack contains seven cards. One foil card per pack, six rare cards per pack. Yeah, there's some stuff to unpack here. Obviously, the deck build pack's getting the quarter century <laughs> secret rares. Unpack? Yes, haha, very funny. Um, it's a low bar. <laughs> The uh, the main thing, I think the biggest change is obviously that the Quarter Century Secret Rares are there. It's just three of them. Uh, I think it's good. Adds a little more depth to the set. Uh, probably one representative from each of the themes. Uh, would not surprise me if the, the Centurion Synchro got one. Uh, 
the the other thing to note is that I don't maybe one card from each theme, but the issue is the light and dark one doesn't really work for only one. You probably give it the, one of the spell cards. Probably you probably just that's probably the way you would do it. I don't think you would. I, the, I guess you probably make the. I, I guarantee you that the link monsters and the main deck monsters will be for the collector's rare slots. Like that's just a given. Um, oh, I'm talking about the quarter centuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was. Oh, never mind. That's what you're saying now. Yeah. I think, I think that you should just take the two main deck monsters, make them both quarter centuries, make the five k attack guy a quarter century, and give the other archetype like three extra collector rare slots. I can be in on that. Um, two other things to note with this. Uh, so, if I I may be mistaken about this, so my counter might actually go up on the misinformation scale. I believe the deck build packs as of late, you weren't guaranteed to get a hollow. You could you could end up with a pack of all rares. Uh, it looks like they've switched it so you're guaranteed to get a super. Um, tectonic plates. I think it's a it's a. I think a Takudluka might be a, a plate. I don't know. Um, the other uh, thing that I want to say is when we talked about the Centurion reveals in the last episode, I think Sunny and I had initially agreed that the cards were kind of mid. Uh, I think we may have been wrong about that. Uh, people have been posting some pretty interesting lists and combos with the deck, and it turns out if you treat it a lot more like Zodiac and a lot less like Monadium, it looks a lot better. I would like to counterpoint that, though. I would like to... I So here's my argument for why... Even though the deck doesn't read crazy, but there's tons of YouTube combos that are crazy. My counterpoint is that they're YouTube combos, and they're but now they're not YouTube combos; they're Twitter combos, which is even worse. So, actually, or they're X combos. I my app still has the bird. I'm I'm the last bastion. I wish I just set mine to never update again. <laughs> I hate everything about it. <laughs> I messed up by not setting it. Up. Well, and the base issue to me is honestly, uh, one, it's hard to find on my home screen now because the bright mm. blue used to stick out and now it just doesn't. Yep. And then the other one that bothers me is that it used to be that when you would scroll, your home buttons at the bottom stayed there forever. So it's really easy to just go boop and tap it and it would go bring you right back up to the top. I see. But now when you scroll any at all, even a little bit, all the home buttons at the bottom just disappear. They they like they go down, mm-hmm. and it's infuriating because I if I go to tap, I hit somebody's profile. I click an ad or something. It's just it's infuriating. It's just the worst. And then they don't always come back up like they're supposed to because he's running the whole thing on like shoestring now. So like nothing quite works like it's supposed to, and it's just it's terrible. It'd be that way. Um. Anyway, if you have a blue sky invite, hit me up. I actually, I do. I'll send you one. Um, <laughs> well, that's convenient. Woohoo! Um, one thing to yeah, I, I don't know. I think I don't even think it's really YouTube combo though. It's just it's it's now a deck that has like a bunch of one card starters because uh, Bonfire searches the starter, so they now get to play another three rota because it's a pyro. Is Bonfire Age of Overlord? It is Age of Overlord. Oh, sick. That card's gonna get a secret and a quarter century. Let's go. Yep. Bonfire. I'm, I'm that means very, it's gonna be cheap. I love that they're like, you know what? Actually, this year Pyro's getting a bunch of good stuff. Yes, I'm so down. All right. 
So not only am I down, I'm down bad. Give me all the pyro supports. Give me the volcanic cards. I want those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I should have picked them up, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, I don't think those cards are going to be very expensive for a little while. Like, they're they, not. They're like seven dollars. The, the maybe we can we can spend a little bit of time talking about this. The set just completely flopped. It's like, it is the fire in, set. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just it's in the gutter. It's like even even worse than duels from the deep on release, which is really really hard to do. Um, the, and to be fair, there's I like couldn't some, be happier to be honest. There's some good stuff in there, and we'll get into it when we talk about the Duelist Nexus uh, regionals results, uh, because there is a deck in that set that that did something pretty big. Um, but it, it's like there's no relevant reprints. the The decks are not fantastic. It's like the most expensive card in the deck is Volcanic Emperor, which is nine dollars. Is uh, what's the what's the sun, Sunlight Wolf Ghost Rare at? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. It was because it was above yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's forty five dollars. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, I think at least the other one was like sixty on release and dropped yeah. down to thirty. In my opinion, it's a big win that like the cards are super cheap. But it's just wild to see like no reprints in the set because I feel like that can be something that could boost the value of it. But you know, here's the thing: it when they do these sets. It's fine. Make all of these cards garbage. Like, or don't make the cards garbage, but like, make it to where these these sets are just like. You here's the deck that you like. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like the set structured the way it is is fine. But what I think they should do is give us like three reprints. Imagine if we had Pot of Prosperity in here, but as a rare. And also an alt art, full art, etched foil. Yeah, it's really, really right? easy to do. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say that a full art etched foil is easy to pull off for Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Because of the amount of text on cards, they'd have to be very careful about which cards they gave that rarity to. I mean, because you want the cards to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, legibly. I mean, mainly, it would not be hard. Like alt art, especially, I feel like would not be very difficult to do. Uh, yeah, but alt arts won't sell. Alt art just does not sell. You, for something to sell, it has to actually be a chase. Um, and even if you made the alt arts ultra or starlight or whatever, it, it just it's not I mean, enough. I think I, the, it I, has to be at I this think, point very very special. I think the alt arts helped sell. Eldorado. Those also had the reprints, though. So, I mean, it was a reprint But set, I think to sell but... these sets, you need something unique, right? Right. Like, yeah, that makes sense. And I don't think anybody, anything could have helped sell Eldorado. I mean, it was just... That gold rare is just that bad. I disagree. But that's a conversation for another time. I really like Maximum There's gold. no... I there's really like no... It. Wait, okay, wait, wait. You disagree about the set or the rarity? I disagree You can about... disagree about this... Okay, did, you can disagree I, with the set. You cannot disagree with the rarity. I, I disagree with the rarity take. I love the maximum gold rarity. I think there are types of cards that don't look good. I think spell cards specifically look really bad. Um, and I think um, Xyz monsters are are not... Uh, ex, uh, like, And I think Xyz monsters also don't look good. But a, there are a lot of main deck monsters. And there are a lot of uh, like the synchro monsters that come in that rarity that are really, really nice. Gold Miscellaneousaurus is one of my favorite prints ever. Uh, I love... Um, uh, Stardust Charge Warrior, the 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 Mago is amazing. Um, for uh, 
what's the other and uh, eldritch like gold he's the golden lord coming in gold rare that what i don't like is i like the look of it often they're not very playable uh they either you get a lot of wear on the gold off the top so that yeah. part of it is bad the print that's the issue not good, but like the actual look of the cards is really nice. I hope that they can figure out. Yeah, to the look of a gold blinged out card is fine. I like the gold secret rares, right? I I even don't hate platinum rares. I, I and don't I don't hate, hate platinum secret rares. Platinum rare is the but, best rarity they've ever come up with. That said, I don't have an issue with those rarities because they don't make the card physically unplayable. I, I mean, the, the maximum gold rarity will one day be the, the like hobby league it's you can't do it it's too thick it's too easy to stack it's not it's not okay that and to and to be quite honest they're all messed up in like a week of putting having it in your deck because the it, that gold just peels off you you would do this to my boy misc how dare you I'm not doing it to Misk. Konami uh, did it to Misk when they said you can put at, this in your deck. What is what is what is this miscellaneousaurus in gold rare ever done to you? <laughs> Peel and then get me called by a judge for marked cards, and, and then get me DQ'd and then banned for cheating. A minor and great condition skill issue. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of you skill. Say, <laughs> Huh? Yeah, you see, here's the issue. Um, I, to be fair, I no. agree with you. I think, I think down the road, especially because they, they, they also do like I have, I have criticisms of the build too. They warp really easily. You're absolutely right about that. It is super, super easy if you have, if you are in even just like a moderately humid room, for for the yeah. gold for our cards to bend if you don't have them in a deck box or stored properly or just like out on a table for like two hours. And, and they can actually end up in pretty bad shape. And recovering them also gets bad because when they warp, it screws up the gold foiling as well. So there's like yep. there's, there's lots of reasons to hate how it's built. I just don't want them to abandon the look. I want them to fix it. But you're right that it's going to end I'm up I'm fine with that. League. Yeah. But, and I like that they're textured. I like the idea of a textured card. But do it like Pokemon. Pokemon's textured cards are unrivaled. I love mm -hmm love the way Pokemon does the art and texture on their cards. It's just, it's unmatched. And because they print the same card in like a low rarity, common, not alt art, but it's the same card, they build all their deck. Literally, the world's winning deck this year is 30 freaking dollars. Yep. Uh, I'm just, you know. We could, uh, it is it's it is so crazy that despite all of the faults of the Pokemon Company International, um, specifically VGC was an absolute mess this year. They had top 16, uh, in, in matches that they had, they had somebody tripped over a wire and they had like six disconnects in top 16 out of the eight oh, matches that were playing. No. And their rule set is that, um, if that happens, you go to sudden death with the number of Pokemon you have set to the number of Pokemon that are currently alive. So there were a couple of people who were in like unlosable positions who had their opponent's health really low, the DC happened and they just got their whole teams back. It's like, so like there are things that are bad about that setup, but you compare that to what we get with Konami and it's just night and day. So I will say 
I would prefer to sit down and watch the Master Duel World Championship over the Pokemon VGC World Championship. I, I do think they abs- they they absolutely killed Master Duel. We talked about this before. That Master but... Duel Matt Master Duel stream was just was godlike. Cool. Shout out to uh, it was sh- nonstop action. Shout out to Steve Kangas. That dude is a goat. Dude, yeah, that dude is crazy. I'd never heard of him until the stream. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, this is not a good. Speaking segue, of Yu-Gi-Oh, but I'm gonna, <laughs> this is not a good segue at all. I, I don't, I don't have a good one. Normally, I normally I'm on the ball. Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a good segue, but then I used it too much, and the batteries burnt up. So now I can't just like lean forward uh, no places. Yeah, that's true. Speaking uh, of, let's go on to the regionals. Oh, very good. Uh, I, you know, I, I am, I, I think of uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop, uh, whenever, yeah, I, yeah. whenever I think of a segue, and uh, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, okay, so. This is the first weekend of Duelist Nexus regional results. Uh, there are still a few to come in. We don't have uh, all the top decks for the remote duel regional that happened today, but uh, somebody has compiled a spreadsheet of a bunch of stuff that has most of the results. There's some pretty whack stuff here. Um, if, you're, if we're looking like at overall results, it's pretty clear that Kashtira is still the best deck, but it's no longer like a, a, a meta-warping super threat. It's like it's it's here. It has the most representation, but it's not everywhere. There's lots of other stuff taking top cut slots and lots of stuff winning events that it wouldn't be very expected. Uh, I think the big stories for the winners is that I think a different deck has won every regional so far. Um, the uh, the Yuma Arizona regional was won by Unchained, and Unchained has a lot of tops. Uh, Elise Davis has a second place finish on Unchained. Uh, it's probably like the fourth or fifth most represented deck so far. Um, also, if you've never seen the movie Three Ten to Yuma, you should absolutely do it. I have not. It's a great I movie. It's a, it's a really it's a western, but it's really good. I'll add that to my list. I I can appreciate a good western. I maybe I may be a little too old for the John Wayne crew, but uh, you can. You no, can no, it's not that old. Way. It's from like twenty. It's like from like twenty two thousand five, two thousand seven, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh. Another regional, so the Springfield, Illinois regional, which was 800 players, uh, was won was by... Was it that big? Yep. Was was won by Adventure Plunder. Uh, playing, I believe they were also playing some runic cards. Um, and uh, that, that regional also had an Altergeist top 8 as well, which also got support in the latest set, uh, Duelist Nexus. Uh, then there was the St. Peter's regional, 200 players, that was won by Rika. Uh, so Rickus on Avalon taking it home in NA, and that had actually had two Chimera branded decks make top eight as well. And you see that the Chimera, the Chimera branded strategies actually got a lot of uh, tops as well. Uh, Kashtiro, I would say f- a lot. It has some. Yeah, it has tops. Uh, Fargo uh, was 140 players. Uh, had two unchained players make top <laughs> make top uh, top eight. One of those was Elise Davis, whose list is on YouTube actually, and Kashtira took down this one. Uh, and then uh, the Fort Worth Regional, which you were at, uh, the uh, f- yep. 505 players, was won by... No, that's just factually incorrect. Hmm? Oh, because it, it was... Did not uh, have... Where did you get 505 from? Uh, that's what the spreadsheet says. I don't even see... I'm just looking at the overview. I guess I'm not looking at the yeah. Uh, if you look at this the, weekend, uh, if you look at uh, yeah, that's just not the, that's just not correct. That's just the wrong number. 
All right. This it's, person it was is, 300 uh, it was 354. Okay. We it was uh, announced at the event. We can no longer trust attendance numbers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't trust the, the 800 ground. number for the plunder region either. I can uh, I can actually ask That sounds like um, somebody in the room going, "Man, there had to be like 800 people here." I can ask uh, Purple Pancake. Uh they were a uh, or uh, she rather was a judge. Um she was judging that regional, so I can check if it was 800. Although, the, I believe the Illinois regionals are usually pretty big. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was big, but 800 feels yeah. a little too big. But regardless. regardless yeah. Regardless, yeah. For, Fort Worth was won by uh, a list I can only describe as deranged. Uh, it's a 60-card well, branded pile, main decking two skill drain, uh, and a bunch of thrust targets. It's a, it, it's a little bit wild. Uh, so you can, that is on Twitter. There's a, there's a deck profile on YouTube. You can go see it. Um, but, uh, importantly, Marincess also topped this regional and it's another top for Unchained in top eight. Okay. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I, I'm going to put some disqualifiers on Marincess topping this regional. <laughs> okay. All right. First off, you should absolutely go check out the YouTube channel of the Duelist that got top eight with Marincess. Um, it is, let's hold on, don't lie to you. You're looking, do you need the name of the, uh, the, the person? Would no, that help? I, don't, I don't need the name. Top tier gaming YGO. Mm -hmm. Um, they did an entire series on how to play Marincess. They have 15,000 subscribers and they are a local player from the Shreveport shop from Steel Fox Games. Uh, mm -hmm. Aaron Coker is his name. He has... He was one, like one game, off of topping Nats this year. I mean, he's he's an extremely good duelist. Um, so that said, I've never seen him play a meta deck. He tops every regional he goes to, not invite top top eight, every regional without fail. He's extremely good. He also only plays decks like Marincess. Live Twins, not Live Twin Sprite, Live Twin. Um, he, I mean, if it's if it's a waifu deck and it's good and enough to compete, he's going to play it. That said, he's topped like four regionals with Marincess. In fact, actually, I take that back. Not only did he do that, he also got, I think, second place at a Tulsa, Oklahoma regional bef before last year's Nats. Like the regional before last year's Nats, I think he got second or third at that regional with Dinomorphia. <laughs> he just plays That's... whatever he wants in tops. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter what it is. I uh, I appreciated the mindset. So so, I next... I'll say that while he believes it has good matchups, this that and the other, I think he just wanted to play Marinzas. So and he's just that good. Fair enough. So uh, a couple of other interesting results. One of the biggest stories, actually, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna stop saying the player counts. I, you're probably right. I don't think these are legit. Uh, but the yeah. um, the winning deck for the uh, Richmond, Virginia regional was. I think this one is actually higher than. I think I, no. I think this one's three, three, three seventy, three eighty. They said they said. I don't four. think this one was four hundred. Yeah, this yeah. one wasn't. I I got info on this one too because somebody that rode in my car. His testing partner is Sean is the, Washington. Is the, is, yeah. So Sean Washington won this event with Salomon Great. The deck profile is yes. really funny. I definitely recommend you go watch it. But it 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 this is using the new salad cards. Uh it is a 
it seems like the main the main point of the deck is that you have as many ways to get to Gazelle as possible. Gazelle is a one-card combo into your big link dingus, uh, plus a rage that pops four cards. Uh, and that's your that's your win con, because you have a, a like a valid link for now. Uh, something that is, is better than Pyro Phoenix to go into. Um, and the the salad the other set the extra salad cards have a lot more to do with the utility of the deck rather than anything else. Uh, it definitely go watch it and you should learn what the salad cards do. Because uh, if people are going to pick it up based on that result, it probably will be at your locals because it's not an expensive deck. Um, yes, and it's it's extremely not expensive. Yeah, like access code. This may be the priciest card in there right now. Um, the uh, so some other stuff from that regional actually that's notable. Um, somebody topped playing Vanquish Soul with a Revolution Synchron package. This is tech that we're starting to see. Uh, in Vanquish Soul, so this is a build you need to be aware of. As well, there are two Rescue Ace players who topped. Now, notably, there are no other Rescue Ace players on this list, um, but uh, one of those Rescue Ace players is Ryan Levine, who, as you may know, is pretty good at Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, so, yes. <laughs> so, something to keep in mind. Uh, also, Labyrinth and Fluandries got second and third. Uh, Flu is just, like, I think going to be a rogue contender for a long time now. Uh, it, it's... The, the core of it is good enough to compete. Um, a couple of other results that matter. So this was the uh, the Hollywood, Florida regional was won by Math Mech. Uh, <laughs> I guess you can still play Math. Uh, this is a smaller regional. Uh, but Phantom Knight also got top eight. So somebody somebody's living the PK dream. Uh, and then one, Indeed. one last uh, interesting result. So there was a Mexico regional. Uh, I'm not sure what CDMX is. Uh, it might be a city. Um, so in th- in third place at this regional is Mutant Sprite. That is uh, indeed a deck. So I cannot wait for that list to drop. Uh, so uh, also, in uh, I thought he got. I guess maybe maybe that's the second uh, top four duelist. I think I don't. I'm not sure which duelist it is. No, I guess he didn't make top eight. I thought he made top eight. Uh, Who's this? I was pretty sure. I guess he didn't get top eight. Um, the the duelist that got... No, no, he wouldn't oh, have played the Mexican is it the, is it the guy... Guadalajara, is it, maybe? Is it the guy who got ninth uh, playing uh, Super Heavy Sprite? No, no. There was, there was a regional... Maybe it was a Peru regional. There was a regional somewhere this weekend... And the second place duelist from World that was playing Sword Soul played Sword Soul at the regional. <laughs> so I thought go? he topped. How did that go? I thought yeah, he topped. I don't see that in here. I, oh, I think um, there might be. Uh, they might just not have uh, gathered all the data for that one yet. Maybe. Um, I would. Okay, so I want to put a few disqualifiers and talk about a few specific decks here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the first thing I'll say is this Yuma, Arizona regional. I don't know that that was 300. That feels high. Um, Springfield, Illinois. I don't know that that was 800. That also feels kind of high, uh, in this one specifically. Uh, I want to say plunder patrol adventure while cool feels like another one of those, like had to be the best player in the room on the weird deck to beat, to do it. Um, St. Peter's, Missouri. They probably all that one probably was like 200 people, and they probably just all went to uh Springfield instead because it's not that far. And I think the Springfield one was at 
an event. Maybe it was Gen Con this weekend in Illinois. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Gen Con is Gen Con was huge. I don't know. I think they were running tournaments there. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I could be just talking out of my butt. Um, there are four Chimera tops this format so far from this weekend. Two of them are here at the St. Peter, Missouri, uh, St. Peter, Missouri regional. And two of them are in the Mexico regional. So you got two and two and none anywhere else. So that kind of feels to me like you had uh, some testing circles that were testing it extensively, decided to play it and things went well. Um, but I wouldn't say that this is catching on in the format very like widespread. I think it's just in certain testing circles, it feels good. And mm -hmm. from what it's worth, I think it is a good deck. I think, though, that the deck gets a ton better in Age of Overlord when they get the other, they get another fusion. And that fusion allows you to the search. Burial. Yeah. To, it, well, it lets you Foolish Burial Kit. And you send Kit, send Herbal, and then it sends you into your Tri-Brigade combos. Yep. So I think Tri-Brigade Chimera will be better after Age of Overlord. But for now, Branded Chimera is probably the best build. Because you also have like 29 engine slots. Yep. I think I think the big story here is variety. Like, uh, if, like if you look at almost all of the top cuts look different. There's a couple of things that, that show up here and there. But it looks like there's tons of Rogue that's playable. Um, one, I, so, I think... The... Sorry, go I, ahead. I did want to... Yeah, no, I just had a couple more things that I wanted to touch on. Yeah. Um, the Fargo, North Dakota regional being 140, you see there's a Maconco that topped here. I would imagine that this might be one of those cases of Duelist being good mm. with um, I, opponents maybe not knowing everything that's going on and it's being a small regional. Yeah, I may have to... I'm going to do a minor, minor objection here. I'm going to put up the CMO, okay. uh, however. Um absolutely correct that it's likely a case of small regional plus people not knowing what the cards do makanko did have regional tops last format so it's not like out of the question it's a it's essentially like a blind second sure. deck so i'm not i'm not surprised to see it but it's 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 kind of like vanquish soul where i it's don't like, think that any of these decks you're can, gonna see one like, are, yeah i don't think it's any of them i i, I want to say that i don't it's not that i think that the decks are bad or unplayable or that they're they can't top or that you can't like somebody can't just pick up the deck and top with it, but I don't think that it's going to be easy for someone to pick it up on a Wednesday and top on Saturday. I don't yep. think that it's like a helmet deck, like a, a lot of people call Kashtira, right? Where you anybody can play it and top with it because it's just that good and the lines are so linear, right? Um, to me personally, a deck like Makanko and another one's Infernoble right next to it. They're so difficult to play. I don't. Yeah. I they take so so much. Um, Infernoble now especially just has so many combos. Like yeah, and so many a, lines. A lot of them end up in the same place, but you have when you have that type of infinite searchability, you open a lot of weird hands. You got to play them out. I'm speaking as a, a fluffle player. When you have all kinds of weird combinations of cards. You have to dig so deep in the tank to do well at a long event uh, that it actually does matter if you're trying to pick a strategy to top with. The the yeah. complexity of it, regardless of its strength. I also don't... So I don't have a ton to say about anything else particularly. Um, I am 
it's cool to see the Unchained deck getting some tops here and there. I think that that deck is better than uh, people realized it would be. The new support does a lot for it. I also think that some of these numbers, while indicative of the topping, are not indicative of the actual representation numbers. Because while yes, this format is very diverse... And it is possible for you to take your pet deck and grind it up to the top. I do think that there are decks that are much more prevalent in the field than are represented by these by these results. Because when I was watching top tables and when I was walking through the event yesterday, because I, I went and I just watched top tables all day. There are decks that are infinitely more prevalent than you would imagine for example rescue ace is everywhere there were so so many people playing rescue ace at yesterday's regional uh none of them topped at all but it was everywhere in the field so you have to be prepared for that matchup the other one that two of them actually topped this event but i would say that it was probably half of the top tables I saw. And in fact, my friend that got 20th was playing this deck, Dragon Link. The world's effect is real. Everybody is playing that deck right now. It was my my friend that came with me. So the branded deck has a terrible matchup. The guy that got first on branded on the 60 card branded list did not play a single Dragon Link matchup all day. <laughs> uh, my friend that was on Dragon Link at the event got 20th played five mirror matches so and that's by the actually, way william candia william candia is an amazing player he topped this event on dragon link yeah i think the dragon link mirror is just hell on earth now that the bestials exist <laughs> that's that gotta be just outrageous <laughs> but all i know is they they were everywhere uh yeah. there was almost no cash represented but that is not and I repeat, it is not because the deck is no longer good. It's because everybody's sick of it. I made I made this point on Twitter. Um, Jesse Cotton actually beat me to it, kind of, because uh, he posted about exactly doing this. But it, it really seems like the the, the IRL metagame has actually shifted around A, people getting bored of playing Kashtira, and B, a lot of good players selling it because they're afraid it's going to get hit before the next YCS. Uh, yeah. Like, and Which is the right move. Uh, and, like, you just buy it back again if you want to play it. Like, if we're looking at decks like Kestira and Pearly, uh, and, uh, like, they are they're represented a lot less on this, but they're still better. It's just that the metagame space right now has opened up. People are playing with a lot of new toys. Unchained, I think, is interesting. Obviously, winning a regional is big, but it also has second and third place. There are good players playing it. Uh, I think it has some of that... People are unfamiliar with the cards because they haven't read them since Chaos Impact released in, like, 2019. Uh, <laughs> and there's also a, a lot of people don't understand how to use their cards to deal with it. But I I think it will have staying power as a solid Tier 2 strategy. Uh, King Yama in the graveyard. So, like, the floor being Rage Escape King Yama is huge because that's three disruptions off of tons of easy combos that's the ip link off your unicorn discard 
for removal and the rage destruction. And then you can right. adjust your ceiling as you go. Having that as your baseline is just really powerful on its face. But if more people start playing cards like Super Polymerization in the main deck to counter the Calamity Lock, the, a dark deck gets punished pretty badly by that. So yeah. there's lots of metagame shifts to think about, but the door is open for a lot of Rogue to play. Um, and there's less Kashtira in person, so you can probably worry about Kashtira less at least for this, these next few weeks until a list happens or doesn't happen by the time the YCS comes around. I think people just don't want to play it right now. And listen, <laughs> Mr. John D. Konami, if you're listening, do not look at these results and say, oh, Kashtir is not even a problem anymore, and then ignore it. Kashtir is a problem. Everybody hates it. We're all sick of it. It's part of the reason I didn't play is because I didn't want to play a bunch of Kashira, and I'm tired of playing the same format that we've essentially been playing for six months because the last list was not that effective. Ban Dimension Please Shifter. Please shake arise heart. it up. Ban Dimension Shifter. Ban Arise Heart. Anyway. For that matter, while we're at it, ban a bunch of other things. Like, I don't know, all the floodgates. I'm sick of it. Can Let's we... just move on with our lives. Yeah. Let's accept uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! for what it is. Fast and crazy. Speaking of uh, fast and crazy... Uh, our patrons are really cool people. Uh, My heart beats in hyperdrive. <laughs> My heart does not beat at flipping one floodgate per turn. But let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful patrons. So a huge thank you to Bring Red Reboot Back to Three, Kane Martin. Oh, wait. Oh, and by the way, yes, this is exactly what I'm saying. Bring Red Reboot Back to Three, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Big Stinky, Blue Eyes is Best, Copium, Broken Boy 13, Ding Dong's Hostess of the Yang Zing, HGH Cyber. I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. If Sunny was a Pokemon, he'd be a Soul Galeo because he brightens our day. Is Canada Nickelback, John Lil, Mountain Man, Nibiru, Cool, Chain Misk, Oatmeal Spaghetti, <laughs> Only Two Thrusts, Sorry, It's All I Had, Owen Alvarado, Pistol Plays Pendulum, Silver Hope, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, As anyone read Toy Vendor, it's kind of like reading Miskars, Aaron Gardner, uh, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simp of the Silver Castle, Blackwing Silver in the Senate is the best floodgate, Box Wine, Branded in Chanel number five. Come on and get your game on. Duty booty, dragon maidenless behavior. I'm about to wreak a glamour tribute for cross these plant nuts in your mouth. Cam, the ultra mega hyper D shifter hater. Neshi, old man red and pin code 143 and slaking it up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And of course, if you want to go ahead and support the podcast, be sure to check us out over on patreon.com. Uh, you can find a link to that down below. Get that extra episode every week, usually on Wednesdays. Uh, of course, be sure to check out all of our sponsors and affiliate links like TCG Player, Tier Zero Games, Gym, Dragon Shield, etc. And until next time, have a great week, everybody. You know, it's really funny, actually, that the patron name is now uh, uh, Miscellaneousaurus. Uh, Nibiru Effect, okay, Chain Miscellaneousaurus, because I just so happen to have a gold Miscellaneousaurus and a maximum gold Nibiru here. Uh, so when you, I activate my maximum gold Nibiru, I'm going to chain my gold Miscellaneousaurus. Have a good night, everybody. Gold Miscellaneousaurus is not a quick effect. <laughs> You're right, it's spell speed four. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.